0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. It was a uh, rather bizarre weekend uh, uh, south of the border in the U.S. political scene, starting off with a rather unfortunate uh, comment on Joe Biden, which, uh, as you might have expected, the uh, Republicans uh, started to jump all over. Uh, but there was an awful lot of uh, pot calling the kettle black uh, as a result of some of that reaction to this, and a uh, number of folks have written about it o- over the last little while. Uh, and uh, I, I guess we expect the uh, the unexpected from Donald Trump, but it just seemed to be an especially brazen uh, and uh, and cynical uh, Trump that was tweeting about some of his rivals. Uh, what kind of an impact is this going to have? Uh, by the way, it didn't uh, help the the people that are on the fence about this either. That uh, the New York Post on Sunday pictured a, a full page uh, shot of Donald Trump playing golf uh, as the uh, death toll in the COVID-19 crisis went over 100,000 people. And uh, that brings uh, quite a a bit of ire as well. Elliot Tepper joins us. Elliot, of course, is an emeritus professor of political science at Carleton University with an expert on U.S. politics. Elliot, hope you had a good weekend. Oh, I had a glorious
1: weekend. Uh, We we wait a full year for a weekend like what we just had.
0: I know. I know. Relatives up in Ottawa, and they were just raving about the weather as we were down here, too. And Hope springs eternal, I guess, that maybe there's a light at the end of the tunnel and maybe this is what the light looks like.
1: Yes, well, I think forgetfulness is, is is the great savior of Canada. We forget very quickly about our winters when we have glorious weekends like this, and uh, the summer seems long.
0: Elliot, I got to ask you, and and I would be remiss if I didn't mention, uh, you know, Biden's thing. First of all, his major gaffe. Uh, there have been some concerns. He's, for all intents and purposes, the Democratic nominee, uh, and will be as they head into uh, the election in the fall. Uh, a lot is riding on this election. I think that's a massive understatement. And there's a lot of concern in the Democratic Party that, uh, that Joe's got to learn, you know, when to hold him and when to fold him. And he made a comment about uh, about those black voters on the weekend that, uh, that really, uh, I, I don't want to say it was unlike Biden, but it's nothing like I've ever heard him say before. Uh, it's probably the this, this sort of thing that he, he you know, regretted saying at the moment he said it, but it's out there. Boy, the, you can't be making mistakes like this in a high-stake pro- election race like this.
1: Well, a few things. First of all, he's 440 elect uh, uh, delegates short of clinching the nomination. He is closing in on it. But what's interesting is the most recent primary still had Sanders on the ballot getting 36 percent. Yeah. So there is some concern about the durability and the electability of Joe Biden. And uh, this kind of comment doesn't doesn't help any. He um, What this feeds into, unfortunately, is two things. One is, will people show up to vote for him? Uh, He needs enthusiasm, and there's a huge enthusiasm gap between Trump supporters who definitely will go out and vote for him, and we're very enthusiastic, and Democratic voters who are much less likely to say we're enthusiastic. But that doesn't mean they won't, won't go out and vote for him. So he does not need anything at all that would possibly depress a, a, a vote for him and away from Trump. But also this will allow the narrative that is being vigorously spread and with some effect by Trump saying that really he's he's passed it. He, he basically Trump is saying he's senile and um, he, he can't remember what he said yesterday, today. This all feeds into a, an easy to sell narrative that Joe Biden, who, has been like this all of his career. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing new about this. Actually, uh, may have have uh, his best uh, best before date is is behind him
0: yeah he's uh biden suffered from foot and mouth disease for a good deal of his political oh, yeah. career and we've known that and so that's not there but the other concern i've heard uh, which is maybe a little more pressing about that because they can go back and forth about you know if you want to talk about mental stability of either one of the two major yeah, candidates right. you, you can that could be a long argument but is is this comment is off the cuff as it was. And for those that didn't hear it, uh, it's some, uh, he was doing an interview for one of the shows down there and said, look, if you can't figure out whether or not you're for me or for Trump, then you ain't black. That's that's Biden's quote, which he immediately, I guess, regretted saying. Well, he's apologized for it. Yeah. But, but is he taking the black vote for granted?
1: Well, that's that's one of the claims now is that he's taking a core constituency for granted. And that's despite his, really, his lifetime of engagement. Uh, where that would be very hard to, uh, you can say the Democratic Party has taken that constituency for granted, but uh, it would be hard to press uh, in Joe Biden's case in in particular. But uh, now there's speculation, since he's not yet announced who his VP choice will be, that if he finds himself in difficulty with that core uh, voting constituency, it might swing in the direction of choosing an African American female uh, for uh, his vice presidential pick and then that in turn since i know you do want to talk about donald trump might have something to do with why donald trump is suddenly dumping uh... using vitriol in regard to Stacey abrams who is a very prominent contender to fill that slot
0: uh... yeah his uh, tweet about tracy abrams actually a retweet says she fought a tough race kissed a lot of babies and visited every buffet restaurant in the state uh... obviously a, a negative reference to to her size uh and uh the, the one about Nancy Pelosi i mean obviously trump just can't stand nancy pelosi but i mean this even for trump was was somewhat over the top uh when he actually he uh, doctored two photos of nancy pelosi one with a trump yeah. 2020 face mask on mm-hmm. with duct tape over the mouth the tweet said to protect polygrip during this pandemic we have developed uh these masks and the other one of course uh was what's more Ba- basic. Well, I, I don't want to get into the details, because yeah. I don't want to give the guy any more uh, publicity that he's getting right now. But, I mean, he's he's, he's upping his game right now, which I, I know, Elliot, you've told us in the past, is playing to his base. But there are a lot of people right now that were Trump voters four years ago that are having second thoughts right now. Is he going to win them over with this kind of vitriol?
1: We always have to say, <laughs> let's wait and see, because uh, his core support, which is... We sometimes say the white evangelicals or those white males without college education, et cetera. I mean, you can break the demographics down. Stand back from it and say, how is the Republican Party viewing their president? And they are viewing him at something like 93% uh, favorability. He's got an absolute lock on the party. Now, I didn't check that uh, this week. I mean, the, the most recent uh, numbers weren't out when I last checked, but, but uh, he has... Very strong support uh, with with the party and the party. You know that's you, you dance with the ones that rung you. Sure. So if this if this kind of thing doesn't hurt him with his party, then that's the answer to your question.
0: But what about those? But remember, I think we talked in the past about the 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 Reagan Democrats, the people who were disenchanted right. with Jimmy Carter and voted for Ronald Reagan, even right. though they were not lifetime Republicans. And we've seen that kind of crisscross happen before. I, I, and there were, let's face it, there are an awful lot of people that probably voted Democrat in the past that just did not like Hillary Clinton and probably voted for Trump and said, yeah, what's, you know, we'll give the guy a shot. I, I don't know if there's enough of those voters to actually swing this election, Elliot, but they were a factor. Well, we're, I've been spending a
1: bit of time tracking polls. Um, the major uh, weakness at the moment that the polling is showing, according to the pollsters themselves, is a loss of support uh, from, from Trump toward Biden of people who are seniors. And seniors have been a core component of the Republican base for a long time. If seniors, and remember, uh, these guys are both seniors, uh, but uh, apparently Biden is getting a more sympathetic uh, hearing from seniors. They are moving in his direction in noticeable polling Noticeable numbers, and that would detract a core element of the Trump constituency if it is sustained. Women, of course, have been moving in the direction away from Trump. Women in the suburbs, in particular, Republican mm-hmm. women in the suburbs. Remember, if you can, it seems like ages ago, the conventions, uh, Hillary, con- Hillary's convention versus Trump's convention, and each one was basically saying, "I'm going to get elected by s- taking votes away." from the core constituency of the other. Donald Trump said, I'm going to take the white working class away. And what Hillary said is, I'm going to take suburban Republicans away. Well, the suburban suburban Republican women actually stayed with Trump, and they are now moving away from him.
0: The movement of seniors is interesting, though. Does it have anything to do with Trump's handling of Um, COVID-19? Let's face it, the majority of people that are dying are seniors.
1: I've not... Uh, seen any dissection, you know, there hasn't been any in-depth plumbing of why this is happening. I've not seen. We can speculate on it, as you just did, that if what we hear from Donald Trump is we don't care if a bunch of old people die, which is one way to translate what he's been saying. Well, we have yeah. to open up and, and uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, perhaps that's it. Perhaps it's other things uh, relating to the Trump Manner, how he conducts himself in office, may he offend uh, older voters more. And older voters are very reliable voters. It's a question of which way they go. Uh, the independent vote is much smaller, and it's been shown now. Uh, press the numbers hard, and it shows that a lot of the independents aren't truly independent. They're not that. That they're not swing voters. Uh, they lean in one direction or the other, and those truly swing voters are, are a small number. But uh, if you take a look at, as I've been doing, the state-by-state and the national polls, the most recent national polls, have shown, as it has consistently been showing, that Biden is up by a good seven, eight, or nine points across the country. But, of course, you don't win across the country. (laughs) You have to win the electoral college, and that takes you down to the battleground states. And right at the minute, at the minute, uh, Donald Trump is trailing in key battleground states he 's down three point three percent in Florida, for example, and um, Ohio is trending reliably republican these days but Arizona's very much in play and it hasn 't been in play so there's a the polls right now do favor the Democrats, including a generic poll for the control of the House. Uh, the Senate is a little closer, but it 's not impossible. It could go also for the Democrats. It depends on who showing. You and I have been talking about this for a long time. Elections are won by people who show up to vote. Yeah. And who's going to show up to vote? And will there be a third-party candidate that takes votes away, as happened in the last election, and key states took them away from Hillary and allowed a narrow, narrow victory for Donald Trump in in the Midwestern states. So a, a lot to talk about here.
0: And that's a real possibility. I, I was, now I'm drawing a mind blank here. Ellie, uh, there's a, the, the guy from Michigan who's now an independent who got basically booted out of the party by Trump, uh, yes. is making noises of running as an independent, uh, which he, you might think would hurt Trump. And probably what it's going to do is hurt Biden because the disenchanted uh, Trump or Republicans are going to say, "Well, I got this option. I don't need to go to Biden."
1: Yes, and and he's decided not to run, uh, which. So there still will be a libertarian candidate, but we don't know who it is. And yes, people who want to park their votes, don't want to vote for Trump, but can't vote for Biden, can actually therefore help Trump.
0: Let me ask you, you mentioned Tracy Abrams just a few minutes ago, uh, who did very, very well in the gubernatorial race uh, two years ago in the midterms, uh, gave the guy a scare and and created a national uh, platform for herself. But is that strong enough uh, to to carry it? What Biden needs at this stage, your VP choice is supposed to be able to get you a constituency that was going to be very difficult for you to get without them. Uh, and I I think Biden made that first step when he said it's going to be a woman, Uh, but, you know, three names came popping up right there all of a sudden. One was Elizabeth Warren, the other was uh, Kamala Harris, and then Tracy Abrams. Others since then, of course, the governor of Michigan and a couple of other names have come up.
1: Amy Amy Klobuchar was.
0: Yeah, she's still there, although I I think she's a little further down the list. Uh, There's a hesitancy, though, to to pick a senator, uh, because as you just mentioned, the Senate race is going to be very tough, and I don't know if the Democrats want to give up a Senate seat right now for for a Kamala Harris or Elizabeth Warren because it may be that tight that they may need them back in the Senate. So there are
1: people, oh, sorry, there's people who are getting a uh, much closer look that we've never heard of. Yeah, governors, because what what uh, it was very interesting. If you go back to the announcement that uh, the then putative successful nominee made, Biden said uh, he made an announcement. His first announcement was he's going to appoint, appoint a black. Female lawyer to the Supreme Court. His second announcement was he's now going to have a female vice presidential nominee, but that took the pressure off him in effect to have an African American as the vice presidential choice since he already made a commitment to the Supreme Court. It's really up in the air, but he also has been saying. He has to have somebody who can walk into the office and become president on day one, who knows how to run things, and therefore governors are getting a closer look, including as you just mentioned in Michigan, uh, where uh, the governor there is is, is very popular. Uh, her latest polling is very popular indeed, and that's a state that Donald Trump won by, you know, 0.02 percent or some sort, a very small number. So that's uh, can you carry your home state, but also if that's true, that uh, what Biden is looking for is somebody who can govern on day one, who, who could replace him, step in, then a senator, uh, or in this case, Stacey Abrams, who's not really had a major post, um, is not in running, whereas there are several women who are governors uh, across the country whose names are not yet nationally known. Uh, two of them are Latina. So the, the, there's, there's pressure building to, and that's a constituency he's weak in. Yeah. So yes, who the VP uh, is going to be is is still very much up in the air. But that gaffe you mentioned at the outset does push it in the direction maybe back towards say Kamala Harris.
0: Absolutely, Elliot. Always great to get your perspective. Thanks so much for this. Oh, uh, you're very welcome. And
1: uh, what an exciting thing to watch. But it's not just fun it's so so serious
0: it is it is Uh, well i know it sounds trite to say the history of the world depends on it but it it does to a certain extent so we will continue to talk about this uh, and hopefully you'll be a big part of those conversations thanks again call anytime take care the bill kelly show weekdays from nine to noon on 900 chml